Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as I say on every episode, we have a great one for you today because you know what? We always do. Every artist we bring on, every band we bring on, every duo, every trio, it doesn't matter what they are, they are always awesome. And we love speaking with them. And, and today, um, we have Exit 216. They're a duo, and I think we have just one of them right now, so we're going to just do, I guess, with one. Um, but he can tell the whole story of them, and we're looking forward to definitely hearing about how they come to be and all that and hear some music and their backgrounds. So are y'all here? Are you here? Yes. Yes, this is Stephen from Exit 216. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing, doing great. doing great. And yourself? Awesome. All right. You guys are, uh, you know, having uh, Exit 216 on, even though it's only one half right now. I mean, he might jump on. We're, like I said, we're looking for him. I just hope he's okay. Uh, he went down to okay. – some beach, you know, he, you know, he's, he's oh, a young yeah. guy, you know, went to a beach with some friends and we're just yeah. praying that he's good. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I can definitely put all the pieces together, how it came about and everything. So we're good. Okay. Okay. So as awesome. we get started here, tell, tell us, um, how is COVID, I always like to start off with how is COVID affecting y'all? I and 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 by the choice of a song single we decided buzz single we decided to put out it, it honestly has uh been great timing for us to release something right now uh at first when we were originally going to put out a song it was going to be in february mm-hmm. and covid hit and we were just depressed and oh man this is this is it's, it's just over man what are we going to do and we were just I, I remember just being so sad about it uh the covid situation and then uh, fast forward, we decided to release this thing, the Buzz single called Brother, and we had no clue. You know, people like yourself mm-hmm. want to talk to us. We made USA Today, uh, the Tennessean, oh, we wow. made Music Row magazine, and this is like all at the gate, you know, first release, mm-hmm. not even anything that I thought people would even look twice at, you know, just being an right. unsigned new act, you know. Um, so to have all of that attention and love and press, I mean, it really was just, you know, great. So for us, this has actually been a pretty good time to release music uh, for us per se and I understand that a lot of my friends are going through a lot of stuff with dealing with how to release what their fans want to hear when to put out a good song when to put out an okay mm-hmm. song because you can't tour mm-hmm. but for us brother has been a blessing to us so I guess that's the best way I can explain. love that and you know it's been a blessing for us too because when we first started the show we started it back in on January 3rd and the original goal was really 80 to 100 um, interviews first year music interviews first year and, you know, it was mm-hmm. – that's a really good goal to hit. Um, the stuff would be a pretty good year and all that. Well, as soon as COVID happened, I told mm-hmm. Sandy, I was like, you know, this is our time to shine because artists are going to need a place to talk. They're just going to need that now. That's yeah. true. And so, so we stepped it up, and you are now our 162nd interview since January. Hey, that is an honor. Man, that means so much. That means so much. And uh, we are grateful to be in that, that spot. So that's an honor to us, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we get started here, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview of you and how you got started. Yes, Savannah, Georgia, um, pretty much uh, oh, you're, in the inner city. You're you're uh, from Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, I'm from Savannah, Georgia. This is Steven, so I'll, I'll we, speak on Cole's behalf too, since he's not here yeah, right now. We, we, we live in Polar, Georgia, right now. We do. We're in Polar. Yeah, yeah, grew up in Savannah. Wow, then y'all are family. So this is see, this is a family, this is a family thing right now. Yes. This, is, this is transferred yeah. to something else now. But uh, yeah, I grew up in Savannah all my life. 
uh, in Savannah, Georgia. All my family's there, all my friends. I went to Beach High. I don't know if you guys heard of that high school. Um, graduated from there, and then uh, eventually we had a friend uh, tell us about an opportunity in L.A. Because before, like a year before I went to L.A. at 19, my mom died and my dad died literally oh, wow. back to back. So my dad died when I was 18, and my mom died when I was mm-hmm. 19. And uh, from there, it was like, okay, wow. do we stay in Savannah or do we just, like, what do we do? Me and my brother was looking at each other, like, what do we do? And at the time, we had an opportunity to go to L.A., um, went to L.A. Uh, I was in, like, a like a boy band, kind of like an R&B boy band kind of group. Um, that didn't end up working out. Me and my brother started writing and producing and, like, just kind of, like, really just trying to dive into the L.A. market, ended up doing some mm-hmm. great stuff in pop and R&B. And, you know, I ended up writing for Madonna and Justin Bieber and uh, – Flo Rida and Chris Brown and a lot of artists, and it just was kind of like, wait, is this a dream? Like, I was in Savannah literally, <laughs> you know, five, six years ago, and now I'm in the studio you know, writing a song for her greatest hit song. So it was, oh, wow. just, um, it was just super, like, cool, man. Um, and then how I got to Nashville was about five years ago. Uh, I wanted to, like, you know, just do something out of the box, and uh, a lot of friends were saying Nashville is a great place to just, like, really you know, do something different if you are a pop guy, an R&B guy. Mm-hmm. And I just chose to just come out here and um, see how it would work for me. And, uh, yeah, end up connecting with some great individuals. I met Luke Combs in 2015. Oh, well. Uh, and we actually yeah. got one number away, like 15, 16, <laughs> and it came out in 17. And I had no clue he would be, like, the, the youngest grandfather of country, in my opinion. It's like he was, like, yeah. the man. And, uh, and I, I had no clue that he would uh, – blow up to be who he is today but but i knew he would he was going to do great things just off first off meeting him he was just a great humble great guy and um yeah. and, and cole is from smyrna tennessee uh he grew up in smyrna tennessee just kind of like a a, a hometown kind of kind of kid playing sports playing baseball and uh he just was like i think he got into music from what i what he told me around like 15 16 and just like zoning into his craft and just doing like writers kind of rounds and just mm-hmm. trying to get active in the town and that's kind of where he got his start but when I met Cole I literally seen him like on one of his friends Instagram video and he was like hey I, I was like I'm looking for a guy to sing with me like a duo I think it's just be dope and he was like I think I know a guy and they were just doing video like like it like like kind of like um like cover songs and like like it was like in yeah. a little like a room like like, mm-hmm. like, a, like his mm-hmm. apartment like a small little room and he's like yeah we just do these covers but this guy right here is kind of good and I was like well there it is let me meet him and then we uh we met, kind of hit it off, started talking about sports and life, and we we became exit two sixteen around like December last year. Oh wow! Uh, so so as y'all formed, you had to, you had all these big things planned for twenty twenty, and then bam, COVID. But like you said, it kind of still blossomed through through COVID. Yeah, COVID. I agree because I look at it like it wasn't so much. I mean, I think everybody has high hopes, but I think me just being around yeah. the business for a long time, I mm-hmm. understand that it's a grind. So to get yeah. any type of, you know, yeah. any any news outlets, anyone that even wants to talk to you, I mean, there's just so much that has to be put into place. So for me, it was yeah. like, oh, are we going to have a big release? Who knows? So, yeah, so when, yeah. when it got pushed back, I was yeah. like, you know, maybe this is for a bigger reason, and, and it was. And that's mm-hmm. what got us kind of like right. head start into like being on people's like news sees and people sharing the videos and just getting like, you know, wanting to put attention on us to what we're doing and what we're trying to do. Yeah. So I like to kind of start light also before we really dig deep. Um, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? 
Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, hobbies. I'm a huge like this. This might sound weird. This might you probably have never heard from one of your shows say this, but I'm into anime. I like anime. I love anime. So like anime, yeah. I love watching. Like like just just it's the artwork on TV. I'm ADHD, so I like seeing colorful things move fast. So I think that's yeah, what yeah. it does. It just kind of stimulates like the mind because the colors and it makes me think of like ideas. So a lot of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that I created, songs, all came from just like watching like anime and listening to like you know music. But um, as far as um, uh, other entertainment, I like Marvel movies. I love. I'm a huge superhero fan. So pretty much anything nerd, comic book, I'm the guy. Um, and then as far as music, uh, of course, country, um, R&B, hip hop, uh, rock. Um, yeah, I- I'm all over the place with music. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like I like yeah, cooking. Well I like, I like my dog. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I, I'm 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 obsessed with my my puppy. I have a, a golden doodle. Uh, her name is Hazel. Mm-hmm. So we spend a lot of time at dog parks, hanging out, going on walks. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty simple guy. I love Chick Fil A. I mean, what what person does not love Chick Fil A? So that's like oh, that's right. another hobby. I would say it's a hobby because uh, it mm-hmm. makes me happy. So um, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me and what I like to do. And Cole. Exactly. I'll answer for Cole. Like I said, I I know a lot okay. about Cole. He likes basketball a lot. He loves baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed mm-hmm. with sports. That's what made us hit it off. Um, he loves mm-hmm. his family. He works hard. Um, uh, he loves church, so he's active in church. He has a lot of youth That's groups awesome. that he attends, mm-hmm. and he's like the youth, the worship leader for his youth group. So he spends a lot of time in church, and like I said, with family and friends. And you know, he just loves having a good time. So I can kind of speak on his behalf for now. Yeah. So at what age did you kind of look in the mirror and and realize, wow, I could make a career out of music? Cause, you know, I'm not. At, you know, a lot of people they'll ask you, what age did you want to do music? I want to take it a step further. What mm-hmm. age did you realize this could be a career? Um, that's a good question. Uh, for me, it was around 23, 24, and I'm gonna tell you what mm-hmm. happened. Um, so up to after I lost my parents, I still wasn't sold on music. A, a good buddy yeah. of mine, Justin Holly, um, he was the, the the reason that got me and my brother to uh, L.A. So at the time, he mm-hmm. was just like selling CDs and Venice Beach, passing out CDs. We met this guy named Mickey Stevenson. He was a songwriter for Motown. So Mickey Stevenson wrote "It Takes Two," "Dancing in the Street," like just big, wow. rec- massive records. And um, mm-hmm. I, Mickey had like. The, the sincerity and it's hard enough to allow me to stay, uh, me and my brother to stay with him in his house in LA. And I just felt so honored to, uh, you know, be a part of that in that world to say, Hey, a guy from Motown believes in me, my brother vocally sure. to allow us to stay. Cause we weren't writing and producing any of that stuff. During that time. We were just, yeah. and uh, I think for me, I can't, I, I opened one of his, he don't, he doesn't know this, but I opened one of his checks by accident. And the, the numbers <laughs> that I saw behind those checks, Oh my God. That was just like, <laughs> wow, this is crazy. And I just was like, you, 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 you get this, like, you don't, I was like, you're 60-something years old, you don't work. He was like, brother, brother, these are hits, brother, you kidding me? So, like, he was just, like, telling me, like, you know, uh, songwriting is where it's at, and I, I got obsessed yep. with it. And I remember telling him, like, I'm going to write a song, and I was 21 at the time, I was like, I want to write a song, and I want you to give me your opinion. And this is what started my career. He literally said, um, <laughs> I played it for him, and he said, uh, you should stick to singing. You should stick to singing. He's like, don't, don't, don't write. You should leave that to somebody else. Like, because there was another guy named Justin. He wrote all of our stuff. And as a, one, honestly, one of the best writers that I've ever worked with. He's like my brother. He was mm-hmm. the reason why we got there. But during the time, Justin was writing everything. 
So for me, it was just like, yeah, maybe I'm not a writer, but I, I, I slept mm-hmm. on it that night, and I woke up that next day, and said, I'm going to get in the studio every day, and I'm going to learn who writes all of these hits, see what makes songs good, and I'm going to lock mm-hmm. myself in the studio until I can figure this out. And that's what I did for four years. So in year three, uh, like around 23, 24, that's when I started feeling like, man, we we can do this because the buzz started like crying wow. to me and my brother at the time. And I, mm-hmm. we just kind of looked at each other like, man, if we keep this up, we might can do this. But that's how it starts. <laughs> wow. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, earlier you talked about the grind and stuff. Kind of want to go there a little because you know a lot you know a lot of people they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifices that it takes to get to that level, or even at levels of the smaller levels because it takes everything mm-hmm. you got. And a lot of people don't understand that side of it. So I'm gonna tell a little story that'll help mm-hmm. guide us into where I want this to go, and then we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that time, they were full-time on music, and my question to Allison was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, because the, the moment you want it to be a career, yes, it's still your passion, but now it's your job. You have to eat, sleep, and mm-hmm. breathe music. You don't get weekends and holidays off. In fact, that's where you make your most money, and family and friends will never understand that. They invite you over. Mm-hmm. You can't go. you got gigs. You can't go mm-hmm. to birthdays anymore for the most part, especially when you're just growing. You can't do any of that. She, mm-hmm. goes, she said that you, you'll have days to where you, you feel like you're going to die, uh, you know, but you got to get on that stage at night and sing like there's no tomorrow. She said that there's so much sacrifices for the family and everything. She goes, but. If your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because it's the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Honestly, I think she's completely right. And I, and I think that's the reason why I per se didn't want to become an artist when I was younger, because for me, I knew that kind of grind just, it didn't Mm. fit where I was at when I was younger. I wanted to be more behind the scenes. And that's why I'm more sure. equipped to know what the grind is like as an adult. So because I understand yeah. mentally how to deal with it mm-hmm. at the time, I couldn't imagine the pressure it would, it would be if you're like, you know, me and my brother, we put more pressure on ourselves as writer and producers than being like artists. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's two separate things. A lot of people think like, well, they kind of go hand in hand. It's like, not really. The artist uh, <laughs> grind and to, to grow is a lot differently than, the writer and producer ground to grow. I mean, with the the artist ground, you're staying, you know, you're 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 staying in the studio, you know, you, but you get to go home that night, you know, you get to yeah. go to your bed at night, even yeah. though you're you're in the studio, you know, you just don't know a time. But when it comes to artists, you got to be on a plane, you got to take road trips, you gotta like, you gotta go to bus stations, whatever it makes sense for you and your team to get there at any means necessary. Mm-hmm. And you might have to stay there, you might have to go to a new city, you might have to go to another town. Mm-hmm. So. I knew as a young guy that I wasn't built for that at that time. So I think now me being yeah. more seen and being more equipped, even mentally, having my ADHD and perspectives and everything in the right place, it just makes me feel like, okay, cool, now I get it. Now I can grind into this world and not lose my mind, per se, like you said, because, yeah, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of obstacles from missing things to not having time to be with your, your girlfriend or your wife or be with your, your dog or whatever that you value. Mm-hmm you might end up not being able to um, have as much time with them. But, yeah, but that's what you signed up for. Yeah. And 
I want you know I always like every episode I talk about the grind and all that because I think people misconceive artists. They really don't understand because mm-hmm. you, know, you know you you hear people say, well, artists should just get a real job. It's not a real job, and I try to explain to people, well, don't tell an artist to get a real job because they actually got something better, a passion that they're living for. And you can't put mm-hmm. a price tag on that. There is a lot of sacrifice, and people don't understand that in reality, you actually have 15 to 20 jobs as an independent artist, <laughs> especially the, yeah. the, 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 you're the, right. the very beginning. You're doing everything. <laughs> yep. 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 You're, you're so right, man. You are. And, and, I, and I just feel like Cole just texting, by the way, guys, I think he's trying to call in soon. So just a heads up. Okay. okay. So if I see it pop in, I'll um, make him live. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, it, 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 it is a grind. And it's, like I said, there's so much that goes along with it. So I was just, like I said, just blessed enough to start off with the writer and producer Hello? side, because to me, yep, he's here. That, oh, he's there. Cole. Great, man. Hey, she, so we're, we just got into the, the idea about uh, the, the story about how it is to be a, a new musician and, well, you know, we're we're just kind of getting into the thick of it, so you're still in good timing, brother. I just I'm glad I'm just glad you're okay, man. I'm just glad you're good, bro. I, I'm, um, sorry, I, but I, yeah, I got the weird two thirty, um, and I was away from my phone. No, so no worries, man. I'm just glad you alive. I'm just glad you alive, brother. But but yeah, we but we, we were talking about like I said about the artist grind and stuff, and um, yeah. So I just think that um, it it it, it just shows a lot to 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 know what you're getting into once you sign up to be. An artist, it's a grind, and it's a it's, it's going to be a lot of work. Basically. Now that we talked about the grind side, and I guess Cole's perfect for let's talk about this too. Now, as we is mm-hmm. now, let's talk about what those sacrifices mean. When y'all look back at your careers so far, what are some moments where you're like, "Wow, we got to do that." Um, I think. Um, uh, are you answering, Stephen? No. Hello. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you can go. Yeah. You can go first. I, I, I didn't. I didn't know if you were. Stephen was about to say something. Um. Yeah. The the look. The things that I get to look back on. I think. Um. Playing with Stephen. Um. We played at this uh, really cool MLB. Uh, uh, they're starting a, a national baseball team. That was a moment. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, Man, that was awesome. Like me and Stephen got to play in front of some. Uh, baseball legends, uh, and that was our first show together. That was um, mm-hmm. our first, you know, playing live together, playing, singing the songs together. That was our first, first everything. And that was the moment we look back on, you know. And I'm like, it was tough to, you know, to kind of get around the schedule to do that. But man, it was so worth it. And you know, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for that. Yeah. I think for me, it wasn't a, it wasn't a show. It was a meeting. Uh, we had a meeting with someone in town um, that, for the most part, when I first came to Nashville, she was not feeling my stuff, you know. And and uh, it was it was just kind of like you just knew clearly like that she just wasn't like that engaged with your music, you know. And you, and you can just sense it mm-hmm. someone. So you take five years after that. Five years later, we haven't haven't seen her in five years. I walk in with Cole and we just play some songs. Either we sing or we, we play or we sing or we do both some songs. And she's just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, you guys are going to be, like, you guys are going to be, like, the next, like, big thing to hit country. And just seeing that was like, oh, man. Like, that was, for me, like, the moment of, like, we're doing something right. Because 
She's very honest. Like I told you, I, I came in with Madonna cuts, Beaver cuts, Low Rod. I mean, whoever you could think of that was big. She's like, eh, yeah, but your country stuff isn't that great. Do you know what I mean? So, first so for me, it was like when she saw me five years after that with Cole, and after the, the Luke Combs success and stuff, she just was like, man, like this is this is this is going to work. So for me, that was yeah. that moment where I told Cole like. I think we got something special because this person is definitely not sugarcoat anything. So if she likes it, I think we're on our way. And and that's awesome. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and play your song, Brother, and talk about how that came to be. How's that sound? Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Hang on. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and... Still my brother. Oh, oh, oh. 
great song. Oh, yes. Love yeah. the song. Thank great you, song. Guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, so much. We appreciate that. Please, you guys are playing it for us. That's awesome. Tell us how that song came together. A little story oh, behind it. Yes, yeah, story time. Um, well, Cole wasn't didn't write on that song. I tell people all the time, Cole writes on most of our stuff. But on that particular mm-hmm. song, I had an idea and I had a session with Drake White that next day, so mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep. And I had an idea about, and we were figuring out what singles to release at the time. We could we have a lot of other ones that we created before, like I said, during and before COVID. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. I had an idea about I was just looking on the news and just seeing people just so like separated on like views and, 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 and people not being friendly and not being nice to each other. And, and growing up, you know, even in Savannah, uh, everyone that I knew, hung out with, we're all just loving people. Um, especially going from that to LA, seeing so many, mm-hmm. you know, cultures, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, like yeah. it was just a beautiful thing. So for me, it was like, man, I want to, I want to sing a song that can bring people together. Um, I want to sing yeah. a song that can, you know, uh, tell people like, Hey, let's, let's love, let's work on, being better people, let's work on, you know, uh, you know, treating our neighbors the right way. And even, you know, showing yeah. like, hey, me and Cole, we didn't grow up together, uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's like my little brother, you know, and I have nothing but love and respect for him and vice versa. So for me, it was just like, hey, we just want to bring a song that's going to do a song that's going to show that, hey, we're all in this together. Cole's my brother. Uh, this guy I don't know is my brother, and we're all going to, you know, we're all going to move as such. You know, we're in this country together, so let's make So that was kind of the yeah. idea, the, the song that we wrote. Oh, well. <clears throat> so one thing I like to do on our show, and um, each of y'all could take half and half on this on this one, if y'all want. But one thing I like to do on our show is, um, as you know, it takes a team for an artist to do what they do. A lot of people don't get that. They they see the artist, but they don't see the behind the scenes. They don't see the PR people, the producers, the managers, all that. And I feel like that they get left out a lot of times. So I always allow the artist to take a couple minutes to tell about their team. So take a couple minutes and tell us who your team is behind you that help y'all be who you are. Mm-hmm. You want to go first, Cole? Sure. Um, I think first and foremost, uh, my my manager, the one who kind of got me, the one who really got me started in music, uh, Sean Carnes. I don't know if you guys have uh, have met him or anything, but uh, he's great friends with uh, Chrissy Watkins, uh, the oh, wow. president, uh, the president of Aristo, and um, yeah, he he's really you know just been an incredible help to me and Steven, you know, getting all this uh, this stuff situated and, and everything. Of course, you know he'll he'll. Uh, he won't get the credit he deserves a lot of time. And also, you know, Christy, Christy from Aristo. I think those will be the primary people that we're working with uh, a lot, and they're just doing great. Um, uh, but Stephen, uh, Stephen is not just an artist. Um, mm-hmm. He's not just sitting back and letting everybody uh, uh, kind of do the work. Stephen is actually doing, yeah. you know, I would probably <laughs> say 50% of the of the work as well. So Steven is totally behind the scenes doing all the dirty work and getting all the getting yeah. all these ducks in a row uh you know at the same time of doing this stuff and it's it's uh it's incredible to see and it's uh such an example so that when I kind of am in his position I can do the same but I'm I'm definitely learning from him uh in that uh in that avenue but yeah Steven as well even though he's an yeah. artist I appreciate that, man. And yeah, I would to piggyback off what Cole said, like, yeah, definitely Sean. It's actually two Sean's we work with, but uh definitely uh <laughs> Sean 
but yeah, the name Sean. Yeah, Sean is just a, a, amazing, man. And he's he's been a uh, Dee Watkins like you know she's like just like honestly she was one of the first after that the, the, the first person I told you that her and myself that really wasn't feeling it and then we heard and she said this is amazing. Christy was that the next meeting after that. We went from that first meeting where we were like, man, this is going. I don't know how this is going to go. Then to meeting you know, Music Row with Christy Watkins in her office, and I'm nervous because every meeting I had, you know, when I first came that, I didn't go that. I didn't never come back to Music Row after that. It was like, okay, well, you need to do some more work and da da da. So I remember me and Cole sitting down, you know, in the chair and just singing songs and just waiting on that. Like, are we are we good? Are we do we have something? And Christy, do we need to like, keep going? This is, just, this is amazing. Like, what, what are we doing, fellas? And it just was like, oh, my God. Like, and just seeing, like, you know, low cash on the wall. I'm actually friends with Preston from low cash. So to see, like, his plaques on the wall and his first, you know, platinum plaque as low cash. So for me, it was just like, wow, like, we could be in this world potentially. And me and Cole just looked at each other. And I think for us both, we were just like, man, this could actually happen. So I, and, and like I said, and, and then moments, like I said, that we're getting like this, it just shows us like, man, like, this is, people actually want to talk to us. This is great. This is amazing, you know. Absolutely. Oh, well. Um, so what do y'all's parents think about all this right now? What's happening now? You can go ahead, Cole, because I want to hear this first. Because I just love your mom, bro, So and your, and your dad. So I got a lot of hate. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my, my dad um, is an incredible musician and singer, and uh, I definitely get the majority of my inspiration from from him mm-hmm. and, and, like, my – and what I – love and music and, the, and my taste in music comes from from his taste we have a such a such a similar taste and um but he's always the one that steps back and does not get overly excited you know he doesn't he doesn't uh he, he's not like the most uh he, he sits back and he's like you know what take no step i think you can keep going he's not going to say the <laughs> job until the job is finished you know what i mean oh wow so and but my mom, of course, is just she's ecstatic. She's losing her mind because she <laughs> thinks that she thinks that we're Florida Georgia Line already. I'm like, hold up, mom. You know, <laughs> hold, slow down here. Okay, we're still working toward this. Okay, we're just we just started seven days, eight nine days ago when the song came out. You know, and um, but um, that's that's kind of sums up. I'm not doing the best job yeah. telling what my parents are thinking about it, but that that's the that's the best job. I can do. Oh yeah, his mom is just like his mom is just so proud of him. I mean, everybody's proud of Cole. I mean, to go from playing baseball, right, and being like a stud in that sport, and then you know finding your way in music, you know what I mean, and and having this kind of like love and like people saying we love you. I mean, it has to feel amazing, you know what I'm saying. So I'm sure you know all of his family is very proud of him. Yeah. Um, as far as mine, um, my parents, I'm sure if they were alive, they would definitely be my mom would be jumping my mom is basically like cold mom it's like for us like yeah. she'll be saying hey, they, they right Georgia already she, she, exactly and she would be literally saying like how proud she is. i mean me and my brother all my brothers i mean we've been so uh lucky to all like you know been able to do great things uh, my older brother he yeah. won a grammy just like me um he's writing a lot of great stuff so she would just be proud of all of us but yeah in this situation she would just be going in the grocery stores everywhere in Savannah talking about her son is, you know, on country interviews and, and they USA Today and look at my baby. Exactly. <laughs> Have you seen my son? It would be a lot of that going on for sure. <laughs> so, exactly. um, 
tell us now, Cole, you can tell us a parent story, and I guess Stephen, you can tell us a family story. But tell us a story where your family or your parents went above. And again, I know they probably always go above and beyond, but uh, something that stands out where you're like, they went above and beyond and did something, and you're like, wow, they get this is my passion. Yeah, I got you. Uh, well, um, my parents are, are are such incredibly hard workers. Like my parents are the epitome of of hard workers, and then that they put themselves last. They don't they don't serve mm-hmm. themselves first. They always serve served uh, me and my brothers and my sister first. And um, an example, I think, was my mom like sacrificed going to some of my baseball games. She could paint beds that she would pull. You know, she'd buy for $5 off of Craigslist. She'd paint the beds and resell them for $100. And she'd be doing that every night after her 8 to 3 oh, job, well. 7 to 3 job. She'd do that all night so that she could pay for the baseball that I was doing or for all the baseball <laughs> that we were doing, that me and my brothers were doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I think that that's a, that is something that my mom did for – she's still doing that, you know. She's, she's been doing that for years. <laughs> Is just sacrificing so much of her her time, which she she could be sitting on the couch watching TV, but she doesn't. She is always thinking about thinking about somebody else before herself, and that's kind of that's something I could say, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your your mom is awesome, man, and 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 she's such a sweet lady. I, I would say for my story, it would be um my mom. You know, she just like Cole's mom, like she just sacrifice so much as far as like making sure we ate first even if there wasn't any food you know for her left Mm -hmm. she made sure all you know her kids had food to eat first so I just respect her so much for sacrificing that and for telling me as a as you know growing up as a a young young man hey you can do Mm -hmm. anything that you want to you know I remember when um, I first started playing sports I was like pretty much overweight you know I was like 10 years old and like the chubby, chubby big kid, you know, dang, dang near obese. And my mom always told me like, are you going to let that stop you from playing sports? Like, are you going to like overcome it and work out it, you know, work out and practice and shoot the basketball every day. You shoot the basketball once a day and you're going to get better and better. And I just apply that, that same type of, um, you know, um, what she said to that and to music just to say like, yeah, if I can work at music every day or whatever else I'm passionate about, I can do it. I just got to wake up every day and just mm-hmm. be, you know, on top of it every day and just try to be, you know, have a structure to it. And I, I think that's yeah. what instilled in me as a young age. Love that. And, you know, we consider our show kind of like a family affair. Yeah. And so we always bring our little eight-year-old on to ask one question. Teach our awesome. Oh, and, and, and we got a 17-month-old daughter. When she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show too. <laughs> but Sandy's going to get him awesome. on real quick. I love that. Yes. Okay, here's Christopher with his question. What's up, hi, Exit 262, what's your favorite food? Hey. Uh-oh. Say say the question again. I'm sorry, but I didn't hear you. Hi, hi, Exit 262, what's your favorite food? Um, my favorite food is, my favorite food, I'm going to just go favorite food. And favorite company under one, Chick Fil A. Drop the mic. I'm gonna just leave it like that. Chick Fil A. That's all I'm gonna say. That's right. I don't know if that. Can, I, I hope that answers the question. I know it's a, it's a type of food, so I'm gonna say chicken. But it's all Chick Fil A in one. So that's what it is. <laughs> that's right. That's a meal. That's good. 
That's that's the Lord's yes, that's the Lord's meal. Yep, there you go, there you go. What would you say? What's yours, Cole? <laughs> my my favorite food. My favorite food. I think you could just say a meal, and it would be catfish <laughs> with oh, wow. um, like hush puppies and uh, mm. okra. Those are that's like my favorite. Mm. Yes, right. Okay. Say catfish. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a nice one. Oh, I like that, man. Catfish and pizza. It's a pizza. Mm. Like pizza. I love pizza. I It was like on the east side of Savannah going to Tybee. Do you do you guys remember that? Or were you in Savannah then when there was a pizza inn in Savannah, Georgia? Do you guys remember that by any chance? I'm sure. Because I've been in, uh-huh. I'm 48 now and I've been here since I was 14. Yeah. Oh, really? so in Savannah, Georgia, and I was one of my favorite places to rent movies as a kid, and uh, it was just like oh, the right. best pizza ever. So I just had to go to that. I think it, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Good days. Good, good. Back in the day. Good old days. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's funny is, um, like you said earlier, we I've been in Savannah since age 14. I'm 48 now, but next year we're planning on moving to Nashville. Yes. All right. Wow. So, oh, so we can do this Pretty all over again. See, so you shouldn't have told us that. So, me and Cole is going to be on you guys about interviews. So that's great. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Where are you moving to, buddy? Somewhere in Nashville. We're not sure what where yet. It'll be. Not sure what side be, or what area, but. Probably be some. You know, it'll probably one of the outskirts. I kind of don't want to live yeah. in Nashville, but it'll probably right. be like a Hendersonville. Somewhere where you can get to Nashville within 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would probably say, uh, say, yeah, the outskirts is good. Yeah, Smyrna's good. Hendersonville, Mount Juliet is good. Um, Murfreesboro is good. There's a lot of good towns for that. Chris and, Chris and Sandy, you guys need to come to Smyrna, where I live. This is where we film the music video. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I will have to check. Smyrna's yeah, Smyrna's a nice area. Smyrna's a nice area. But I guarantee any part of you... Living, you guys will love it, and Nashville will love you guys because you guys' energy is just amazing. From <laughs> yeah, we we, we kind of, you know, it's funny what we do. We kind of have to be there now. I never planned on moving to Nashville, but you know, the Nashville spirit. I, I, you know, some people would think this is small, but to me, this was big. I remember back, mm-hmm. um, and this was before the tornado. Tornadoes really showed me what Nashville represented, but before that. I reached out on Facebook asking if anybody had like a podcast mic that I could get from them. And I was really looking for someone in Savannah, but I have a lot of Nashville contacts on Facebook too. But I was looking for someone in Savannah that could say, Oh yeah, swing by. I I got one for you. And one of my Nashville friends private messaged me and says, I've got a mic for you. Um, What's your, what's your address? And I'll mail it to you. Wow. That was huge to me. Yeah. I mean, that's again, yeah. I could have picked, you know, I could have picked one up for 30, 40 bucks, of course. Yeah. But to me that was huge. The gesture of that was huge to me. Yeah. That's there awesome. are a lot of great people in people in this town. So, you 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 guys are going to love that about it, uh, about Nashville because it's such a it has a big heart, you know. Um even with uh, yeah. the, the 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 tornado that hit, I remember Cole and his friends volunteered for one of the towns I got like really hit hard by it. and just seeing all those people come together to help rebuild the town it just it's that's so cool you know to see that yeah um, so there's a lot of good people in the town great people in the town yeah the church that we're planning on attending is cross point 
Oh, yeah, Crosspoint. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, man. Well, you can't go wrong. There's a lot of good churches out here as well. So I'm sure you guys are going to yeah. have a great, great time. And like I said, Cole is uh, really connected in that world as well. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you guys are going to be great wherever you guys go. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so if y'all could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Oh my God! Go ahead, you go, you go first, Cole. I already know who I think you're gonna say, but I could be wrong. Go, go for it. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just guess in my mind. As 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 Exit Two Sixteen. Yes. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Okay. As yeah. Exit Two Sixteen, who would you say? Okay, country. Oh man. Uh, if I look back at some of the best writers, man, that's a tough one, dude. Um, <laughs> I I guess you could say uh, – I'm going to say this because you can go – you can say it, some of it was kind of like Western country uh, and then mm-hmm. and then so, still rock and roll. But the, the Eagles, Glenn Fry, Glenn Fry passed away uh, two, two years ago now. He wrote mm-hmm. Take It Easy with uh, Jackson Brown. But Glenn Fry wrote some of the best songs of all time. And he wrote he wrote across a lot of genres, like with other people too. And I think that would be mm-hmm. awesome for us. To, I, I would love to write with him. That that's kind of just me. With that's still we could still call that country though. You know, real country, yeah. old country. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Would you say only an artist, or can they be a writer as well, just a writer? Oh, it could be either. It don't matter. Okay. Uh, I would say Monty Powell. He's like uh, I don't know if you know Monty Powell or heard of him. He's a country songwriter. That is like I look at him as like so so good. He was one of my first sessions in Nashville, and he also was like my mentor. So he was the kind of guy that told me about like how to really write country music, but at the same time how to explore new roles in the genre as well. So I give a lot of props and a lot of respect. He's one of my favorite writers in town, and he's like he's written for Keith Urban, he's written for Lady Nabella. I mean, he's just he's that guy, and I just love his writing and his storytelling. He wrote one of my favorite uh, mm-hmm. Keith Urban songs. It's a love thing, and it's still to this day. It's one of my favorite Keith Urban records, you know. And it's like it came out like ninety two, ninety three, but it's like the bomb. Like I love that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to ask a question. I have a purpose for the way I ask it, and I'll explain that right after I ask the question. Um, if you had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would one hundred percent come true. Where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in that way, I want, to art, I want artists to open up because this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. The answer she gave us back then, five years ago, is how she's living right now. So she knew the vision that she wanted. So I always like to tell that story to show artists a lot can happen in five years. So if all bets were off, where would you be in five years? Wow. I think I'll take this one first, Cole. Uh, I would say in five years, uh, I would love Exit 216 to be a household name. Uh, I would love for us to have toured not only the United States, but the world. Um, and I would love for us to have um, really touched a lot of people as far as, uh, you know, um, seeing something different and unique and, uh, you know, just, just, I don't know, just, just being a, 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 not only a creative and adding creativity to the world, but adding love and unity and a brotherhood to the world. So that would be um, something I would hope and pray that could happen in five years. Before. 
Yeah, definitely. I I I totally. Five years from now, shoot, I, I want to I want to be you know one of the biggest country band country groups country duos of, of all time. You know, I want that. <laughs> I want us to be like, you know, songs away from solidifying that. You know, like we're not we're not like stretching to like still make our name. We've already made our name, and we're a staple. Yeah. You know. Now, if y'all could meet your future self, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, everybody always asks, you know, what would you tell your past self? I go the other way. I don't know anybody that asks this question. If you could meet your five-year or ten-year future self, what would you tell him? I wow, I gotta be honest, work. guys. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm. Go ahead, go, go, go. <laughs> I would tell, I tell my future self, um, to to stay humble, um, to to re- to remain humble, and um, remember where, remember where you know you got this from, and remember where <laughs> it all started. Remember the people that got yeah. you here, that sacrificed for you, um, and remember, you know, who's in control. <laughs> I would tell myself to just keep doing what you're doing because I'm at a point where I feel like I'm, I'm very grounded. I'm blessed. Um, uh, I just started back, you know, losing weight and feeling good. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, hey, just whatever you're doing now, just don't change that up. That's what I would tell my future self. Like, just, <laughs> just, just, hey, just keep, it, keep everything good. Keep your, your cholesterol down. Keep the, keep the sodium down. Let's let's work out. Let's let's stay humble, and let's uh you know work hard. That's what I live by every day. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you um, let's say y'all had a friend, and you heard him or her sing, and let's say they have something special, you could definitely tell there's something there. Now this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. But let's say there's something there, and they've got gotten on stage maybe 30 times, and they're still getting their feet wet with their stage presence. But they, but they got what every artist talks about that hey, stage bug, where they look over the crowd, and they're and the crowd is cheering, and they just know that they're in the right place, and they come to y'all, and they say, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? You wow, Steven. I would tell him, you know, is first off, are you really sure you want to do this for the rest of your life? That's the first question. <laughs> then it goes into how much work, how much blood, how much sweat, how much tears are you going to put into this? Because the music industry, especially like I said, being an artist, is going to have to have a lot of hard work and pain and sleepless nights. And and it's just something you just don't sign up for and just say, hey, I want to do it. Like you got to go in wholeheartedly to want to like be but not only that you want to be the best like you want to look at whoever is on the charts at the time and say hey i think i can compete with them i can open up with them and share stage with them so i would just say hey are you ready for a lot of sleepless nights a lot of nights where you're going to probably like you know feel frustrated and is this the right genre i mean there's a lot of ups and downs a lot of a lot of um heartbreaks that go along into being you know wanting to be the best artist you can be in the day and age so i would just say like hey the determination and you're willing to grind and work hard and go after it and literally work like mm-hmm. nobody's business, I would say then that this is the career for you. Love it. 
That's what I was saying. What would you say, Cole? No, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know if, if you asked the both of us. Um, could you? I didn't hear the very first part of it. I, 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 did you ask? Like, uh, just go ahead and ask that again. Ba- I, I basically, basically, it all boils down to advice for someone who feels like they want to do this rest of their life. Okay. Um, like, if there's a new artist on stage, um, what would you say to somebody that was like, yeah. you know, trying to get like doing that's, music and they're doing so shows? The big, what advice would you give? That I'm is uh, um, you got to be willing to reinvent yourself. Um, you got to be willing to lay down what you wanted to do at first, or like what you thought it was gonna be. You know, I didn't think that I was gonna play country music with with Stephen <laughs> Beatty and Alan Ryder, and I had no idea. You know, and you have to be willing to lay down your um, what your your uh, initial thought was of of a career, and be uh, you know comfortable and content with uh, what gets you to success. I, you know, I think uh, you really the you have to answer that question with another question, and that that would be like, what was your definition of of success? You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and. Uh, so that that would uh just being willing to reinvent yourself and be you know content with, with where wherever it, it kind of takes you because uh, music sometimes demands you know something more out of you that you didn't think you were gonna um you didn't think that you were gonna yeah I, I remember a quick story guys I remember telling Cole it was funny Cole mentioned that because when I first met Cole Cole was doing like the stuff I heard on almost like soul like R and B kind of like pop, you know, like, singer song <laughs> and I was like, bro, you are country, bro. You got a voice that belongs in country music. Especially with me, I was like, but you definitely are a country star, bro. Uh, and he was like, country, what? You know, because he was just so used to doing, like I said, <laughs> learning or doing songs that was a certain way in another genre, and I heard something else, and it's so crazy, when we started having country meetings, people, they were like, yeah, you're right at home, bro, this is the genre for you, because they just love his voice and his, the way he talks. Like everything about him is to me country music. You know what I mean? So it, yeah, I'm glad yeah, that he was makes, open-minded mm-hmm. enough to embrace that. You know? Make a mistake. I'm from Smyrna, Tennessee. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Facts. My uh, my my huge like yeah, inspiration, like the reason I play music or learned the, the little avenue that I was in was 100% John Mayer. You know, so that's my biggest. So you just you got to think a kid who wanted to be John Mayer meets Stephen and. Stephen's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. <clears throat> and that's the thing about music. You can, I love it because music is so cool because you can do so much in the drama, you know, different yeah. dramas. You know, I started off being a, a, a rapper in Savannah, and then now I'm writing country music. <laughs> so it just shows you how your love for things, it's like food. Like, I didn't like lettuce and, and tomatoes on my burger, but now I love it. I don't know what to do without it, you know? So it just, it just evolves and you grow. But, but, you know, in reality, a lot of people don't think about this, but in reality, the closest two genres out there are rap and country. Because like they say in country, three chords and the truth. Well, what does a rapper do? The truth. So in a way... Mm. Both side, you know, the rapper and the country artist—they're just trying to speak their truth. So true. I and honestly, I would agree with that. And even with the storytelling, you know, at least I don't. Re- I'm not as in, 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 in involved in the rap today per se. But I remember yeah. growing up when there were rappers like 
you know, Tupac and the Wu-Tang, the storyline was really, like, interesting. And I really appreciated, like, the story, you know, that, that Tupac, the rapper, would, you know, tell in his songs. And I feel like with that, you know, that was honestly the hardest thing I had to learn to get used to in country. Yeah. Because in pop music, when I came in writing pop and R&B music, and it was more about, like, the melody, and it was more about, like, the moment. Like, this feels good. This feels good. This feels, let's just keep repeating that. This feels good. Like, and that's the song. You can't do that in country music. You can't just repeat, like, that's my truck. That's my truck. Don't get me wrong. I hope it never gets to that point. But as of now, I, I, it still has that storyline to it. There are fun records that might be a little not as lyrical, you know, lyrically deep. But I feel like overall, story always yeah. connects home. If, if it's if it's in case you didn't know, girl, in case you didn't know, I'm crazy about you. You know what I mean? Like, it's going <laughs> to it, and it's just telling you you're in that moment with that artist almost. And that, to me, is like mm-hmm. the most great country. Most definitely. Okay, as we get to our last question here, what is a question that y'all wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Oh. Oh, I, I would say why is uh, like even though even though Cole is taller than you, Steven, is he better in basketball? And then I would say no. That would be the question I would want to answer. And I would say no. <laughs> oh my god. Oh lord. That would be my question. A lot of people, Don't a lot take of people, my question, Cole. Just make up your own, buddy. Uh, what happens? What happens with a lot of people when they get a lot of success is they start to think that they can, you know, just say things and they just come true. And sometimes they do, but most of the time they don't. And you just tell yourself something self, uh, for a while, and then eventually it just becomes true, and that's what Stephen has done, unfortunately, in this, uh, <laughs> in this state. Mm-hmm. This is something that won't ever happen. We're very competitive, as you can tell, in sports. So I, I know how to get them riled yeah. up anytime we're in an interview. I just mentioned he beat the basketball, and that's usually what happens. So I guess we're going to both, I guess, it, it, you know, take that question. is like, why don't they ask that? Because... He would have one answer, and I would have one answer. But, I mean, overall, like, we're just, like I said, just, just fun guys. As you can tell, we're really, like, brothers. Yeah. So um, we, we want to thank you guys so much for having us on in you guys' podcast and you guys' shows. Like, this is what it's about for us, like, these moments yeah. of just, like, people wanting to talk to us and hear our music and hear about our story. So we want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart, especially being near my hometown, Savannah, Georgia. I just need everything. So we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we we appreciate that, and don't forget to tell yeah. everybody how they can reach you. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, well, everything is Facebook and the YouTube. So uh, no, I actually talked to YouTube. So just the Twitter and the the Facebook are just different. It's we are Exit Two Sixteen on Facebook and on on Twitter, and everything else is just ag- Exit Two Sixteen. You can space the Two Sixteen, and you'll see it's right there. And uh, Exit Two Sixteen is actually. Nashville Airport exit. So if you wonder why that, <laughs> how we got the name, it's basically the airport oh, to Nashville cool. where you guys be flying into when you move here. That'll be the first thing you guys see going <laughs> to your new place. So uh, we want to, um, yeah, we want to yeah, just spread the love to everybody out there that's loving the song. Hope you guys stream it and, and check it out the video on YouTube. And we got nothing but love for you guys. And hopefully, once all of this stuff is over, we will be performing in front of you guys. So. That well, is awesome. And you know, we enjoyed having yeah. y'all on today. We and did. we look forward to having y'all back down the road. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, we appreciate this so much, guys. And we will be in touch. We can't wait to hear this and share it with our fans as well. So we thank you guys. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have, have a nice day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.